Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, week one, Sunday Live, injuries, rankings, your questions, we got it all here for you. Brad Evans is going to be joining me in about five to ten minutes. He's on Sirius XM right now, he's a real big shot. So he's going to be a little bit late to the show every single Sunday, but that allows me to wrap with you guys for a little bit. I do want to let you know, before we dig into anything and get to your questions right off the top, uh, then we're going to get into the injuries and everything like that with Brad to break down some of the developing situations. We've hit on most of everything during the week. If you want to find anything, whether it be the rankings, whether it be the old shows, the cheat sheets, hit the description of this video well, if you're listening after the fact, or podcast, and you can find all of that stuff. It'll be updated as of the inactives, which happen at 11.35 a.m. Eastern Time. We'll be off the air for that, but you can hit the rankings, and boom, it'll all just be updated there for you. Do want to let you know, if you're serious about either betting on football this year or playing DraftKings on... But playing DraftKings NFL this year, you need to go to ftndaily.com, get yourself an NFL sub, use code MAYO for a discount, player projections, optimizer, cornerback, and wide receiver matchups done by Jeff Ratcliffe himself, the master of all this stuff, pay stats, a lineup builder, an optimizer, ownership projections, it's all in there. All of the tools that you need to have to use at your disposable to make everything easy for you. That's the way you do it. ftndaily.com, code MAYO. Plus, if you do have more questions for Brad Evans, he's going to be doing a live AMA every single Sunday starting at noon Eastern time. But you're going to have to have the FTN Daily Football Sub in order to get it. Because we're not going to be going through like 500 questions on the line today. Uh, we're going to try to get to as many as possible, though. Uh, the Listener's League also is in the description of this video and podcast. $15 to play, three max entry, no rake. It is the best tournament on DraftKings. And there's still 100 spots left in it. So I suggest you go do that right now. And you can use all of our information against us as we do it. But on the line right now, joining me from FTN Network, of like FTNBets.com, FTNDaily.com, FTNFantasy.com, the FTN Network, you know him as a guy that you need to fade. It's Brad Evans. What's up? <laughs> yes, fade indeed. Happy football Sunday, man. We got a full slate of games. Uh, we're still waiting for word on whether or not they're going to play in San Francisco. I heard the AQI, the air quality index, is at 147. So it's well below the 200 threshold where it's like apocalyptic, uh, completely unhealthy, Beijing-like uh, north of that. So it looks like they're going to have football there uh, on the south side of the bay. But one storyline to monitor whether or not Tevin Coleman, who remember has a sickle cell condition, whether or not he is going to suit up for San Francisco today, I think he's going to be limited regardless. So it's an upgrade, certainly for Raheem Mostert. And maybe even a little bit more Jarek McKinnon as well, if you're in a deeper format. Yeah, uh, that's one thing I really wanted to hit on was the San Francisco game. I think that ownership on DraftKings is going to be severely depressed from it because people are just too scared to play guys in it. Yep. Uh, I'm using yep. Drake. I'm using Colonel Mostart. I bet the over on Colonel Mostart rushing yards, that's going yeah. to be at 54 and a half at minus 120. So I really like that one a lot because either way, I think Coleman's going to be limited. He still may opt out of this game. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is giving him you know, his option, whether he can play or whether he can not play but like you said he's likely to be limited let's jump in to three questions right off the top brad uh do i start all three of my running backs today aaron jones in my flex or do i go with chark or gallop over aaron jones now to me i mean aaron jones is probably the sensible choice i love dj chark this week though like 
I'm trying to find every way to play him. I am too. I, I can't justify sitting Aaron Jones who's one of the most efficient red zone running backs in the NFL. And remember everybody was talking up AJ Dillon because he was wearing some John Stockton shorts and showing off his glorious drumsticks like three weeks ago. Uh, AJ Dillon is may not even be active in this game, to be honest with you. If he is, he's going to be just barely a bit player. So if Green Bay is knocking at the door of the goal line against this Minnesota front, which is rather ferocious, the ball is going to be in the belly of Aaron Jones. So I'm still going to play him, but I wholeheartedly agree with your perspective on DJ Chark. I had to do not a double take, Mayo. I had to do a triple take because I thought DraftKings algorithm was broken when they set the line on DJ Chark yards this week at 55 and a half. I jumped on it immediately at minus 112 juice. Of course, a juice, I think, spiked to like 152 right away. But that one just was like screaming free money to me because he's going to go up against Rock Yassine, which is one of the greatest names in all professional sports. Rock Yassine. I mean, how awesome is that? Talk about like all the, all the all-time pickup lines. If you're at a club or at a bar with a lady, it'd be like, uh, what's your name? Uh, it's Rock Yassine. For real? Bam. Break out the old driver's license. I mean, right there, you're in. So Rock Yassine, though, is a, is a very forgiving DB. He's given up a 101.4 passer rating to his assignments, uh, at least he did last season. So Chark is going to be in a very advantageous position, likely scoreboard chasing. I think it's at least 70 yards and a touchdown for him. I am ranked as my wide receiver 10 this week, overall in a half point PPR. So uh, I still go Aaron Jones, but DJ Chark is right there in that conversation. Yeah, I mean, you're just being a coward about this. Play DJ Chark. That's what I'm going to say. That's why if it's my lineup, I would play DJ Chark. So that is the one prop. So I have a list. I put it out on Twitter of nine props that I'm playing. All overs, mind you, but it's props. Like, you can go find unders that you like. Who the fuck wants to root for an under? No one. So let's root for some overs and hit these early and go cash. I put nine out there. The parlay together does pay 250 to one. Some books allow you to parlay props from one from each separate game. The moment that you double up on some of these props. Uh, from the single game they will no longer allow you to parlay them together and not every book will allow you to parlay props together uh you should go to ftmbets.com by the way if you're considering betting this year is a free tool up on ftm bets right now it's called the prop shop you can type in any player and then you can just search it'll give you the list of all of the odds at all of the sites and then you can just make your choice hey who has the best odds which side do i like where am i getting the best juice at where am i getting the best number at highly recommended ftmbets.com the prop shop Go check it out. If you want to become a full member, code Mayo or code Evans, whichever one you want to use. But the only single prop that I play just outright, like the big bet prop for the day, is that DJ Chark number. It is over 59 and a half receiving yards at minus 120. I love that. Well, it's good that you have more restraint than I do because I have an unhealthy amount of action on props <laughs> today, Mayo. In fact, let me grab my board. <laughs> I made... A top five list. I scribbled it down here, and I don't know if you can see that, but those are my fade five week one props. DJ Chark, there he is. Numero uno. Oh, this right could, there at 55, oh, 55 and, a and a half. That's a great number. Yeah, that was a DraftKings. Def- uh, there we go. Kevin Singletary, I'm on the under at 78 and a half total yards. I think Zach Moss is going to push this pretty close to a 50-50 split against the Jets. And the Jets' strength, at least last year, was in the trenches, and I think that's going to carry over this year. He only gave about 3.2 yards per carry the running back position. George Kittle, George Kittle is playing Arizona. That's all I need to know. They're allergic <laughs> to defending the tight end. Look at that number, 67 and a half. That's crazy. Uh, and plus, I mean, what healthy wide receivers they had. Kendrick Bourne is their number one, more than likely right now. With Debo Samuel out, Jalen Hurts out for the year. I mean, they're hurting across the board. Brendan Ayuk may not play. Austin Eckler, 29 and a half receiving yards. Against Cincinnati, another one that seems like a free square, though it's a heavy juice of minus 152. And then DJ Moore, five and a half receptions at plus odds, plus 110 today against uh, the Raiders. And he gets uh, Damon Arnett there out, uh, you know, primarily out of the slot, also out wide. And I think he's going to run rush shot over that guy. So there you go. Those are my fade five. And I've got like another dozen more that I fired off on today. Again, I got problems. Yeah, so I went Anthony Miller over three and a half receptions, Devontae Adams over 87 and a half yards, Chark over 59 yeah. and a half. That is my single play as a prop. Goddard over 34 and a half has hit that number in seven of his past eight games. So let's go. DJ Moore over 64 and a half uh, receiving yards. 
Jamison Crowder over four and a half receptions. Keenan Allen over 54 and a half receiving yards. I really like that one, even with Mike Williams back in. Raheem Mostart over 54 and a half. DK Metcalf over 58 and a half. And I did the Cardinals in, Brad. So I played that Chark single, but then I played them all as an eight, as a six way round robin. So those nine props as eight. I had to bet you know 84 times my money in order to do it, but I'm going to get them all as a collection of six. And then I played a nine, uh, I played a nine X uh, eight way one, two, plus the all the way parlay. Gonna see if this works out. See if I lose all my money on week one. That's going to be fun. I, I am playing the Saints minus three and a half and the over in the Carolina and Oakland game. I got it at 48. Uh, there are some 47 and a halfs dangling out there, but that number is moving up and up and up. This is going to be the game to really target in DFS, I think. Yep. Uh, everyone's going to go Atlanta. Everyone's going to go Seattle or the Saints and the Bucks uh, or even the Lions and the Bears. Although that's a very suppressed game total. This game is just going to be pure shootout by the big play index, which factors in over 15 yard runs and over 25 yard receptions in a game both of these defenses rank inside the top 10 and giving up big plays just just explosion for fantasy points everywhere uh, a lot of people are on this teddy bridgewater stack and i'm one yeah. of those people no one's using the Derek carr side of this though no they're not and i think it's absurd i mean obviously josh jacobs no uh, people pass. are on the full fade full fade on josh jacobs really I, please tell me why, because I, I need reasons. I lost you for a second in my ear here. <laughs> oh, I said, please tell me why a full fade on Josh Jacobs, because I need reasons. Oh, yeah, everyone's using him. I'm going to use Mixon. I'm going to use Gurley. I'm going to use Kenyon Drake. All in that range, or I'll pay up for Dalvin Cook. Like If he doesn't score, it, I don't think he's going to. All these rumors about him being used in the receiving game, I'm not buying until I actually see it. So if he doesn't score two touchdowns, then all of a sudden we're in a world of trouble here. Uh, and if he's going to be owned by like 25% of all players, I got to make a stand somewhere. That's going to be my stand. I'm going to take rugs in that game instead and hope they go deep. Well, I, I think Josh Jacobs is going to go for 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I do agree it's going to be a, a very you know sneaky shootout game. Uh, I think it's going to be comfortably in the mid-20s when it's all said and done between these two franchises, which have serious question marks defensively. Uh, I mean, Carolina has a very green, inexperienced front line. Uh, same applies to their linebacker core. You know, Luke Keekley retired in the offseason. You know, they're going to be okay, but most uh, you know prognosticators out there ranking them in the bottom third or at least the bottom quarter in terms of pass defense, in terms of the overall projection there. So I'm with you on Derek Carr. Derek Carr is fascinating to me. I think Hunter Renfro is a player that could have a very nice game here. I know a lot of people are all about Brian Edwards. I know some people are like yourself are all about Henry Ruggs. We can't forget about Darren Waller, but Renfro is a guy that Carr built a ton of trust up with late in the season last year. A player that was on a thousand yard pace over really the, the final eight games of the regular season. He was top 10 in yak per reception. You know, he's going to be the primary slot guy here, and he gets Justin Burris in coverage, uh, who gave up a 71% catch rate to his assignments a season ago. So I love me some Hunter Renfro. He's on my fantasy flames list, and he is a staple in my DFS lineups this week because he is ultra cheap at DraftKings. All right, let's jump into the chat to take a few questions here. Would you play Boston Scott or Le'Veon Bell? Oh, this is an easy windmill slam dunk, Dominique Wilkins style with Boston Scott. <laughs> Do you really want to roll out Le'Veon Bell, who had a horrendous training camp by local accounts? Uh, I uh, saw a, a video of him running up a hill in his underwear yesterday, and dude has a 12-pack. Like, let's be real here. The guy, the guy's going to be well, <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay. He may have a 12-pack, and, you know, he's got abs that you and I can only dream of, but... You know, you look at the secondary analytics last season, they fell off precipitously with him. This is an eroding talent. Uh, he was outside the top 40 in yak per attempt. He was outside the top 40 in yards created per carry. I know Frank Gore is 10 billion years old. I think he was born in the Mesozoic. But Frank Gore had a banner camp. He is going to be involved. It could be a 60-40 split here. The Jets are going to be terrible. Now, that could benefit Le'Veon Bell because of the game script. But this is a low total, under 40. I think I said 39, 39 and a half last I saw between the Bills and the Jets. And here's the thing about Boston Scott. Boston Scott can play, folks. Uh, he was one of my favorite players out of the draft a couple of years ago. Was a UDFA, had a cup of coffee with the New Orleans Saints. They cut him. Uh, La Tech product, uh, short, stocky, Darren Sproles-like. And he he's explosive. I mean, on 15.7 touches per game, weeks 14 through 17 last season. Now, granted, he was working in tandem with Miles Sanders during those contests. Uh, he was a player that averaged over 80 total yards per game. He was a player that was three for three on 
attempts inside the five that he converted for touchdowns. You're going to get some Corey Clement, but you got a great matchup against his Washington front outside of the bookends there in sweat and chase young, I think has a, a lot of question marks. So for me, it's Boston Scott who I have ranked at RB 17 this week, Mayo. I may have a little bit of a man crush on the little guy. Yeah, I have him at running back number 21. I think he's a fine play. So let's hit on that news note already. If you didn't know, Miles Sanders is not traveling with the team to Washington to play the footballs this week. So we're going to get Boston Scott, but Corey Clement's also going to be into this mix a little bit. I just don't know how much. That's the only hesitation I have. Because like on DraftKings, this opens up Boston Scott right now. Uh, I don't want to give too much away from Kyle Murray's ownership projections, but he has him around like 25%. That's at 4,800 bucks. I don't see, I think he's a better option than like Gibson or Thompson or Robinson yeah. and those guys yeah. who are cheaper, but they're also $800 cheaper. And now all of the ownership that was going to funnel in towards those guys is now going to Boston Scott. I don't think he's a terrible fade if you want to pay down in season long. He's a running back two for me, a low end running back two. But I do have some worries that if he doesn't get the goal line carries and those go to Clement or the game script flips a little bit and they get up by a bunch early on, that it might be like a 50-50 split here. Yeah, look, that's a potential downside because uh, we know what Doug Peterson loves to do. He loves to you know work in multiple running backs and that revolving door backfield. Now, I, I will say this about Boston Scott. Again, he was peak efficient inside the red zone last year. So if I had to venture a guess who's going to get the primary shot there, the first crack at puncturing the end zone, it's going to be him. And, you know, he is plus 125 at DraftKings Sportsbook right now to score a touchdown anytime. So Scott has a, you know, he could do it with his legs. He could obviously do it through the air as well. He's a very adept receiver out of the backfield and a player that does get appreciable yards after contact 3.97 yak per attempt. Again, during that week's 14 through 17 stretch last year, and the other news that we have with Philadelphia is this, you know, there's question marks in the offensive line. Dillard's out for the season. Brooks out for the season. Lane Johnson uh, is very questionable to play, but we just saw a little news blurb on him. He says he's going to try to give it a go. So if he could be effective in terms of opening up some lanes for Boston Scott, that's a major upgrade on this reshuffled offensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles. But I, again, I, I have like uh, Eagles green colored sunglasses on right now. And I see Boston Scott. And for me, it's, it's very hard to look past it because I absolutely love the player, his skill set and fit within this Peterson system. All right, let's go to some quick one word answers and burn through a few of these digs or Deshaun Jackson. I'm going digs, digs, Rojo Moss Dobbins or Anthony Miller in PPR pick one Anthony Miller for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, the PPR is the swing here. I'll also go Anthony Miller. Pick one. Keenan Allen, Hayden Hurst, Le'Veon Bell, or Henry Ruggs? I think that's a very clear Keenan Allen. Uh, 100% Keenan Allen. Yep. All right. OBJ, Hilton, or Gallup? I like T.Y. Hilton here. No one's really talking about T.Y. Hilton. Nobody is. Everybody's focused on the running backs there. I also go T.Y. Hilton, and I'm going to exercise and maximize the matchup. All right. Two or three. Mixon, Connor, or Drake? I think I'm sitting down mixing in this one. Uh, I'm actually going to sit down Kenny Drake. Oh, no. uh, I have James Conner top 10. I have uh, Drake, I think it's 16 this week. And then Mixon I have at 12, though that Chargers front line is formidable. Remember, everyone out there, please help out the show and smash the like button to the episode. Also, subscribe to Mayo Media Network. We got past 10K subs. We're on the move to 20K. Let's go. We need you out there right now sharing the show around, telling people to sub to Mayo Media Network. The biggest news notes of the morning, we just got to Boston Scott. The other one is this Mike Evans news is that He's going to try to play. If he does play, he's going to be on a pitch count. And that's a late game. There's only three late games. So for DraftKings-wise, that's the end of the slate. So you're going to have to have a pivot play. If you do want to use Mike Evans, I would just say don't use him on DraftKings. Other than that, you do have the Sunday night game and both Monday nighters in order to fill in that spot. I have him tentatively ranked 46th in my wide receiver rankings. I would go out of my way to try to not play Mike Evans this week, Brad. No, I'm congruent with you there. I'm not playing him either. Why would you touch a guy with a hamstring injury that could flare up in, in a moment's notice? Not only that, but he has got a roller coaster history against Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, he's had games where he's been very explosive for like 100 yards at touchdown and other games where he's been completely shut down. I think this has got decoy written all over it. If he's even active, I think you're going to see more Scotty Miller. And if you need him in like a 16 team or deeper league, or if you want to go ultra cheap in a DFS, 
uh, slate in the afternoon. He's somebody worth your consideration. I think Gronk and O.J. Howard are going to be heavily involved as they're going to feature more 12 personnel formations within this offense. And Chris Godwin as well. Uh, going to see, you know, some P.J. Williams there out of the slot. And, and P.J. stands for pile of junk <laughs> because he's not good at coverage. Well, so, yeah, I, I'm staying far away from Mike Evans. Yeah, I, I don't even want to use the secondary and tertiary options on the Bucks. Like, it's Chris Godwin or it's no one for me. I don't care about Scotty Miller. I don't care about Justin Watson. Like, what I care about is this Detroit game with no Kenny Galladay. It looks like Marvin Hall is going to get the start on the outside. That is a matchup I want to be all over. $3,900 on draft. Kings 27 ADOT last season. This guy goes deep. He is an actual slate breaker. Yeah, look, and the Bears are going to be starting a rookie DB in Jalen Johnson as well. And I would assume that's going to be the primary assignment of Marvin Hall. You mentioned his field stretching abilities. And this is the thing within this Bevel offense in year two, what Detroit really wants to do. I talked to Tim 20 man on my Series XM show last week, and I asked him, I'm like, every time I fire up Twitter and I see a Detroit Lions feed come into my scroll at Noisy Huevos, it's Matthew Stafford uncorking down the field. And I said, is that going to be kind of a point of emphasis this year? He goes, yeah, absolutely. And you look at what Stafford did last year. It was 11.4 dot was number one among all qualifying quarterbacks over eight games until the bad back kicked in for him. So, yeah, I think Marvin Hall could be sneaky good. I picked him up in Scott Fishbowl. I'm playing for charity against uh, Cam McMillan of uh, Roto Grinders. And, uh, you know, $500 goes to Fantasy Cares. That's what the loser is going to pay out. So everybody's winning in this whole equation. But I don't want to lose a cam. And I actually picked up Marvin Hall, and I am plugging him in. That's how confident I am. He's got a shot of scoring a long touchdown against that rookie DB of the Bears. So no Mike Evans if you can't do it. And if you do have to do it, make sure that you use him in your flex uh, just to give yourself some more outs if you need to replace him, whether it be at receiver, tight end, or running back that's always the way to do this always utilize your flex spot for players in later games just to give yourself more options in this regard uh mike williams is apparently going to test it out against the Bengals now uh it was reported by Schefter at midnight that he wouldn't play then it was reported this morning that he would play so we'll just wait for the actives and inactives to come out again that is a late game i have no faith in mike williams i've ranked like the 70s don't play mike williams but i think this might get people off of keenan allen a little bit which i think would be a big mistake i think this is going to be a great great game for him yeah i think it's gonna be a great game for keenan allen i also think it's gonna be a great receiving game for austin eckler and again 29 and a half there it is male 29 and a half yards yeah it's a heavy juice of minus 152 and for you rookie betters out there you gotta put 152 dollars down and win 100 in return that's how we do the math here in the american marketing system but that's crazy like i, I think keenan allen's got a great shot at a 7-8 catch game I think Austin Eckler is going to be a five to seven catch recipient today. I mean, this Bengals defense is Charmin soft. Uh, they made some upgrades. We'll see if it you know can congeal in time, but they're going to be vulnerable all season long. And, and people are like, well, Tyrod Taylor never throws a running back. That's much of bullshit. He absolutely throws a running back. Uh, look at what LaShawn McCoy had a 51 catch season with Tyrod Taylor as a starter in Buffalo a few years back. So uh, Eckler's going to be heavily involved today. And I agree with you on Keenan Allen. And I also agree with you on Mike Williams. You got to sit him down. <laughs> he's got like Mike Evans decoy. That's exactly what he's going to be. Uh, Jarvis Landry could be on a snap count as well with his hip problem. I just, if you believe the spread in this game and it's minus seven right now for the Ravens, that if the Ravens jump up early, presumably that's what you would want for the Browns pass catchers in this situation. But I think if they get down by too much, they just might yank Landry from the game and let him sit for a while. Well, that's a possibility. Uh, the other little bit of news tied to this game is Jimmy Smith, his back flared up this morning. He's been having some spasms, so he has gone from playing to now questionable. So, you know, does that upgrade Odell Beckham Jr.? No, it doesn't. I mean, Odell Beckham last year uh, in a pair of games against the Baltimore Ravens where he saw a lot of Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey more so than Jimmy Smith, six catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown. That was in two games, folks. So, uh, I'm very hesitant. I have Odell Beckham outside my wide receiver three class. I got him at like wide receiver 37, 38 in my ranks. And then Jarvis Landry, you're right. I mean, you do wonder if he's going to be limited this game, spirals out of control. Uh, I think the Ravens are going to cover. I can't believe the line has come down from eight, eight and a half at some books. It's now seven and a half at DK Sportsbook. I think that's great value there. Uh, the Browns are hurting on the back end defensively. No Kevin Johnson. Uh, one of their other starting DBs, Greedy yeah. Williams, is out. Uh, Del Pitt, who was supposed to be one of their starting safeties, talented rookie. Uh, he's out for the season. 
So you've got Denzel Ward and a whole bunch of random dudes. So uh, Lamar Jackson could be a uh, very successful through the air. And the other prop that I love that didn't make my fade five board, but probably should Hollywood Brown, 47 and a half yards, Mayo. That's what it is at DraftKings Sportsbook at minus 112. I do not understand that one at all. I, I get it because that's either 120 or like 15. <laughs> like That's true. That's true. <laughs> And what's crazy, Elliot, Elliot Christ, uh, our wonderful COO at FTN Fantasy, uh, he was saying that, look, uh, right now, Hollywood Brown was uh, trending or at least projecting to have the highest ownership of any DFS wideout this week. And yet his player prop is 47 and a half. Something's not matching up here. I think it's just, it goes along the same lines. Like Deshaun Jackson is also projecting to be incredibly high as well. Uh, it's same. This is one of the same reasons that I want to like kind of leech on to Marvin Hall a little bit. You have these high a dot receivers who are wildly unpredictable, but the booms are so big. That's, I believe that's why the ownership is funneling into that area is just, like I said, if it could be 118 yards and two touchdowns, that's what you want. Like I love Jamison Crowder this week, but I don't think that he's a great like DraftKings GPP play just because I think it's going to be a very solid floor play you want to use them in cash games go for it you want to use them in your season-long ppr lineups go for it but the chances he scores 35 points are kind of out the window well yeah because he doesn't find the end zone with much consistency and it's not like the jets are going to be living inside the red zone for much of this game and if they do you know sniff the chalk or get close to it it's probably gonna be Le'Veon bell uh, more than likely involved there maybe some chris herndon as well who they've really talked up throughout training camp and as a player that's extraordinary talented a uh, guy that had a very handsome a dot uh, as a rookie a couple of years ago before the injuries and the off the field issues kicked in but yeah i kind of like crowder as a wide receiver three but i'm with you like in dfs i pivot away from him uh but in season long and a full point ppr i think he's a very sound option there and capable of six seven catches for like what 65 yards and no touchdown <laughs> Yeah. All right. Let's do some more one word answers from the chat. You can follow along on YouTube and the more likes that we get, see a down vote there. Fuck you. Uh, Like like the episode, like the episode, share it around. Come on. All right. Sit one of these guys, Hollywood, Djax, Diggs, and Amare. I'm sitting Amare. Yeah, I am too. Uh, He's going to get shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. I want nothing to do with the pooper cooper. That roller coaster ride's got to hit a dip. Johnu Smith or Jared Cook? Johnu vision for me. Man, you and I are on the same page uh, early and often today. I'm also going juggernaut John U. Would you go? Who's Al Brown? I don't know who that is. All right. So I'm going to throw out Al Brown and we'll go Marvin Jones or Julian Edelman. I like Marvin Jones this week. <laughs> uh, I, I want to know more about this Al Brown fellow. Uh, you know, what's his spark score? Uh, what was his 40 time? Uh, I'm going Marvin Jones all day. Uh, Diggs or Juju? I'll take Juju. Uh, yeah, Juju for me. Although I think this is, uh, you know, a lucky seven situation. I don't think you're going to you know, lose it either one. But Juju, high ceiling against that rancid secondary New York. Jonathan Taylor or Henry Ruggs third. I'll go with Ruggs. Taylor for me, 60 yards and a touchdown. Book it. I think he and Mac both score. I was going to say, I'm going with Mac on that side of it. I'm actually playing Mac in DraftKings lines with my Minshew stacks. I love, love Minshew, yep. but that's going to be my bring back. Him and Jack Doyle, who I also like a lot this week. Carson or Chubb, standard, the hot hand with Chris Carson. I'm not buying it, man. I think Chris Carson's going to be good. I, I would play Chris Carson. I would also play Chris Carson. Uh, that is a, just a giant heaping pile of bullshit. Fournette or your guy playing today, Brad? With a groin injury, David Montgomery, flea market. Mandatory Montgomery, you jackals! Yes, you absolutely play him. Over Fournette? Yes. Yeah, I th- actually know I'd probably play Fournette. <laughs> oh, God, that hurts my parts. What do you do with... my parts, Mayo. What are you doing with this Tampa backfield? Like, I think Fournette's the only capable starter that you can plug into your lineup, and I have him at running back 30. Yeah, I got him at like RB28, actually. I, believe it or not, with Mike Evans ailing, I think Fournette's going to get more run than anticipated. I just don't like the matchup. Uh, I think this New Orleans front line is is going to be rather stiff. Uh, they're going to be unrelenting for much of the season. I, I find this all hilarious, by the way, Mayo, because, you know, when Fournette made the announcement, the declaration, hey, I'm going to Tampa, posted on Instagram with him and the Buccaneers uniform and all that stuff. And I went out and I took to Twitter immediately and I said, listen, folks, Come week three, he's going to get 60 to 65% of the opportunity share. And then Arians comes out the next day and says, oh, Rojo's still our guy. 
the amount of victory laps that people did on me was hilarious before we even had a single snap. And it's all, again, it's just a giant pile of bullshit. This is what Bruce Arians is selling you. He's selling, he's selling you a pallet of snake oil with Rojo. You saw the grin on the face of Leonard Fournette when he was, you know, pictured next to Tom Brady. That's a, that's a, a grin of a man and knows he's going to get like 500 touches this season. All right. He is going to be the primary running back. Follow the breadcrumbs. All offseason, all Tampa Bay did was try to find reasons not to make Rojo the guy. And now you have a proven running back in Fournette, though he's got question marks in terms of pass pro, but could still catch the ball. Runs very tough between the tackles. He was RB11 in Yak per attempt last season. He is going to be the dude. And I think he's actually going to have a little bit larger role than people uh, you know expect in the opener. I just don't like the matchup, and that's why I'm going Monty. $4,800 Boston Scott on DraftKings. And I'll, I mean, if you get a sub to ftndaily.com, use code Mayo, and you screenshot it to me, you are in a draw to get that membership returned to you for free. You still have access to it, obviously. You don't get the money back. You get your money back, but get full access. We're going to be announcing winners to that on Wednesday morning's Spread Pick Show with Cust and Feinberg this week. So you, know, you might as well get in. The ownership projections are behind here. Kyle Murray has Boston Scott projected at almost 40% ownership on Wow. Wow. Uh, I guess uh, my influence, uh, I, I'll pat myself on the back on that one because I've been talking to uh, Boston Scott all offseason. Uh, the guy can play. Uh, I mean, he's he's a, a short, squatty dude, kind of built like Clyde edwards Lair, really. Now, he's not nearly as talented as CEH. And you do have those question marks along that offensive line. But, you know, again, this is a an exploitable matchup against a Washington tier, which I think is going to have its problems this year. So as long as this Philadelphia Eagles makeshift offensive line can play to respectable level, Boston Scott's going to have a day. And the other thing about him is this. He's more than just a, a run between the tackles kind of guy, but that low center of gravity, he's an exceptional receiver of the backfield. That's actually the strongest part of his game. You know, you can get him out there on a little quick slant route, operating out of the slot, maybe with Corey Clement in the backfield as a compliment, and he can do some damage in the open field. He had an appreciable yak per reception. It was up there in Austin Eckler territory. Uh, late last season so I love Boston Scott but at a 40% projected ownership you know if you're looking to make that million dollars today I think you're gonna have to pivot away from them and find somebody else with a more of a projected lower ownership in DK yeah uh, especially in that range so we can talk about some of the guys in that range on DK but the other two highest owned running backs it's gonna be Josh Jacobs at around 30% McCaffrey around 30% uh, if that's the way that you want to go. I'm going to eat the Devontae Adams chalk. I think I played him in 80% of my lineups, played him in 16 of 20 lineups. I just love Devontae Adams this week. I think he is horribly mispriced. Uh, he should be around $1,000 more expensive, maybe more on DraftKings. He's so much closer to Michael Thomas than, let's say, Julio Jones is yeah. on a week-to-week -week market share basis that, let's go, let's fire him up. But if it's not going to be Boston Scott and you're looking to pivot off that area, you can either go up, a little bit, yeah, just within like $500 or go all the way down. Like, do you have a preference between Gibson, Robinson, and Chris Thompson? Because I I'm going back to Antonio Gibson. He was all the flavor five days ago. Now no one wants a piece of him. Yeah, sign me up. He's going to be like super low ownership now. <laughs> yeah, look, and talking to some uh, Washington insiders, uh, JP Finley was on uh, my SiriusXM show last week, and he works for NBC Sports uh, Washington. You know, I asked about Antonio Gibson, how much work is he going to get week one? And he goes... You know, three weeks ago, you would have told me, or I would have told you maybe 10 touches. Uh, but once Adrian Peterson was kicked to the curb, and of course now he's with Detroit, he goes, I, he's the guy. Like, you know, it's it's unquestioned in my mind that they're going to get him out there and he's going to get at least 12 to 14 touches in this game. And what I like about Antonio Gibson too, Mayo, is that he's script agnostic, right? So, you know, he's obviously an exceptional receiver out of the backfield that we had a limited workload at the University of Memphis. Still, on those 77 touches with Memphis, he forced a missed tackle on 33 of those 77. Uh, he's got that shimmy. He's got the shake. He's got the multidimensionality. So, no matter how the game flow goes, Antonio Gibson should log, what, 65 70% of the snap share? And, you know, I'm, I'm with you there. I, if I had my druthers and I had my choices there, I, I would definitely go Antonio Gibson out of that group, though James Robinson intrigues me. He really does. He, he intrigues me too, but I just feel like there's massive downside with him at the same time that if they get behind early and they're just like, well, let's go to what we know, Chris Thompson. 
Well, that's true. Um, and that's what the you know crutch that Jay Gruden typically leans on. You know, the, he's got all the experience of the world with Chris Thompson. He's utilized him uh, in a su- successful capacity previously. Though this coaching staff has raved about him. I mean, Jay Gruden said on Friday, look, uh, James Robinson made the decision easy. You know, in terms of the depth chart, we put him at the top for a reason. Uh, we believe he has a three-down skill set. He showcased that at Illinois State University, though it was a D2 level. Uh, at the FCS level. And, you know, he's a guy that can also protect effectively and that could keep him on the field. So you're right though, but it's all about the script. Can the Jags be competitive? I have severe reservations that will indeed be the case. And that's why you and I are trumpeting one Marlon Mack today, who I think is locked in at 70 yards and a touchdown. And by the way, Mayo, he's plus 140 to score a TD at any time at DK Sportsbook. Great value. Well, there's a couple guys like that. Like I'm kicking myself, and I I ended up getting Jordan Atkins' uh, first touchdown in the Thursday night game, and I didn't take him eight to one to score an anytime touchdown, like complete moron. Uh, but like, if you do want to do like a bit of a round robin, basically take five guys that you think are going to score touchdowns today, and just basically make parlays of three with them, it's going to cost you a little bit more money. But the payouts on those can be super huge. That's how you lose money, oh, yeah. by the way, betting on football. If you do want to learn how to bet about football, I actually posted a show with Rob Rob Pozzola, professional sports better last week where he kind of walks you through all the tips and tricks of what not to do stuff that i do all the time because i do this for fun in terms of sports betting not a professional sports better by any means that's why uh, I, I can put my picks out on twitter and if you follow them you're probably an idiot like me and you're gonna lose some money with me but <laughs> when i hit my 250 to 1 props parlay today i'm gonna be the one who's laughing then Uh, More stuff coming up. You have a live AMA on FTNFantasy.com coming up at noon Eastern time. Plus, there are live streams, the pros show. Uh, You got Kyle Murray. You got Derek Brown behind the paywall as well at FTNDaily.com coming up at 1130 a.m. Eastern time to react to all of the actives and inactives. Do you anticipate any surprises here? Do you think that we know what's going to be happening in terms of the actives and inactives? No, I, I'm not really anticipating any surprises. You know, I think the bigger question mark right now uh, is applied to, you know, the late game with Mike Evans. Obviously, we're not going to know that until later this afternoon. And then tomorrow night with Cortland Sutton. <laughs> you know, Sutton, I don't know if you saw Vic uh, Fangio's quote. He said, if he could do 10 jumping jacks, just 10 jumping jacks, he's good to go. You know, it's like the most simple test imaginable. Uh, but he's got that AC joint. I talked to Dr. David Chow in the Sirius XM show on Friday, and I asked him point blank, I'm not a doctor. I'm a nincompoop. I'm a you know blathering idiot. Uh, that's why Mayo and I, you know, work so well together because uh, we're both just, you know, low IQ guys. But, you know, the thing about, uh, you know, what the injury is with Sutton is Chow goes, look, if he's willing to take a pain injection, uh, he can play. And I think he's got to gut it out. Uh, I live here in Denver. I'm not really plugged in with any team except for the Broncos. And I you know, was texting some of my local sources here. And I said, you know, what, what are the odds here if you were to put a percentage chance at Sutton plays? And I, the consistent response I got back was 70, 75% he's going to go. Now, how effective he's going to be is anyone's best guess. But, uh, you know, if he can get that pain injection and he go out there and just gut through it, uh, I think he could have a very nice game uh, against his Tennessee Titans secondary. It's going to be down to Dory Jackson. And Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton were an unstoppable combination at Broncos training camp. Uh, Sutton is, I think, going to take another leap forward this year in his overall production, but we'll have to wait and see. You know, you got to have a Jerry Judy. You got to have somebody on the other side of the ball, maybe like a Corey Davis or somebody you could pick up just in case Sutton can't go. But right now, trending more like he's going to play on that side of the questionable tag than the other. Yeah, I I don't even think I would risk it at that point with it being the very latest game because you might not have any other options. That would be the thing. Like you said, it could be Corey Davis, but he's dealing with a hamstring injury. He may or may not play. K.J. Hamler's already banged up. Then you're down to like, because I mean, unless you have Jerry Judy, which you probably don't if you have Cortland Sutton, then you're looking at like Tim Patrick. Uh, that's not a great option. Maybe you have Jonu Smith and you put him into your flex and you can roll him that way. I would just say fade Cortland Sutton just don't worry about it this week if he plays and does well that's great news for your fantasy team moving forward if he goes out and he re-injures himself early you don't want to be trying to lay down the hammer on a Monday night to come back and have zero points and be dead at kickoff that would not be any fun question from Costa says Kenny Galladay is out 
Should I put Jordan Howard in my flex? I'm going to answer this one correctly and say, yes, play Jordan Howard over no one in your flex. That is my Yeah, hot, hot I mean, uh, what else are you going to do? You can take the donut? <laughs> are you worried that Jordan Howard's going to put it on the ground and then get benched the rest of the game and you get negative points? <laughs> Come on, Captain Obvious. Yeah, you fill the void. Put a body in there, a warm one. And Jordan Howard, who should get the bulk of the work. And if the Dolphins... Uh, get anywhere close to the goal line, he's got to be the primary running back. Yeah, it, it, that's just a situation where I don't love any of the Dolphins. I don't love any of the Patriots. Cam by himself, I can see having a good game. I just, until I know where the ball is going to go, and you always kind of want to be a week early, whether you're playing on DraftKings for your season-long lineup, it's a bit tougher to kind of go out and just try to be like, well, it's Preston Williams week. It's Mike Gesicki week. Like, is it? Do, do we know that? No, we don't. Do we know if it's Prater or Jordan Howard? We think it's Howard. We think it's going to be him 65, 70% of the time. That might not be the case. Maybe our Laird and Savior ends up getting worked back in like 15% of the time. Then, you know, shit's gone. Like, that, that wouldn't be good at all. David Montgomery or James Robinson? Robinson for me. Oh, really? Oh, not yeah. mandatory. Mandatory. Mate, why are you crapping on my guy? Because he sucks. Are you going, you're going full Odell Beckham on me, man. What's up with that? Listen, if he wasn't dealing with a groin injury, which could be re-aggravated at a moment's notice, I would have a bit more faith, but I don't. Uh, I got all the faith in the world because I'm on the mandatory Montgomery Hill and I'm slowly dying because I'm bleeding out. But I'm going to ride that horse until it goes to the glue factory. So give me Montgomery. All right. One word answers. Wentz or Cam? I'll take Cam. Uh, no, uh, I am under on everything cam, especially his player profit two thirty nine and a half, by the way, on DraftKings, It seems like free money to me. I'm going Carson wins. I mean, he could throw for two thirty and then run for another 80. And then all of a sudden I, I, in, for me personally, I'm all about just taking the running quarterback. That is my divider. Uh, that is who you want. You want guys that can do things with their legs. That's just such a floor baked in even every single week hunt or rugs. I would go Kareem hunt. It's close. Uh, you know, I'm going to go Henry Ruggs. That's right. what I'm taking against that weak secondary Carolina. Hollywood or Edelman? I'll go with Hollywood Brown. Hollywood, Hollywood. Yeah, all day. I can only start one, Mac or Taylor. I would go Mac. Yeah, I go Mac too. All right. Tyler Boyd or Boston Scott? I would take Boyd. <laughs> Not against Chris Harris. I'll slide. Give me Boston Scott, baby. Jerwin or TJ Hawkinson? I'll go with the Hawk. Oh, well played. I, I love the facial reaction there too. Uh, I'm going TJ Hawkinson. I think Hawkinson's going to have a top 10 week. Honestly, I've got him stacked with Marvin Jones and Matthew Stafford. I'm telling you folks, you're going to be able to throw on the bears this season. Oh yeah. I mean, they have Buster Scrine in their secondary that that's just yardage galore. <laughs> um, but I, like I said, I like Marvin Hall to mix into that. If you're wondering about any of the latest news, whether it be Mike Evans or Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, any of that stuff, we talked about it at the beginning of the show. This show will be on demand. Well, it's on demand right now. If you want to go rewind on the live show, I don't know why you would do that. And it will be available up on the Pat Mayo experience audio podcast feed at 11 five AM Eastern time. You got somewhere to go. Just hit the download, bring it with you. You'll be good to go with all of that to catch up. But we don't want to continue repeating ourselves on the same questions over and over. John Brown or Michael Gallup? Give me Gallup. You know, I kind of like John Brown a little bit. I tell you, Troy Hill can cover some dudes. But yeah, slight edge here to Michael Gallup. All right. Gibson or James White in a PPR? I will go with hmm. Gibson. Uh, I'm going White. You know, if there is one New England Patriot to trust today, I think it's James White. Okay. Diggs or Ridley? I'll go Ridley. Oh, God. I don't like Calvin Ridley at all today. I'm not a big Calvin Ridley guy. Uh, this is tough. Uh, give me Diggs. All right. Let's talk defenses on DraftKings. One of my favorite things to talk about. I've built a core of my 20 lineups with four defenses. Only one is a payup option. Objectively, I like the Colts, but they're the chalk defense. And just fade the chalk defense. That's usually the right move to make uh so if it's not the Colts Brad where are you looking at defense this week I'm looking cheap I mean look if you want to pay up New England makes a ton of sense but I think they're like $3,200 on DK what about Washington yeah right? the we football Philadelphia offensive line you got Chase Young and, and Montrez Sweat uh two bookend uh, pass rushers who are electric dynamic talents I mean that is setting up very nicely now look this secondary of Washington is going to be woeful Carson Wentz is going to have a lot of success, but you know, maybe there is a, a pick six opportunity. Maybe there's a strip sack, a uh, pickup and run it in with a fat guy touchdown. I mean, I think Washington could be sneaky good today. 
it could be a five, six sack kind of game for Young and Sweat. And if you haven't seen Chase Young, if you didn't want, watch any college football from the Ohio State last year, I mean, this guy is a specimen and absolutely dominated Washington training camp. He is as advertised, and I think he's going to deliver here in real action. Yeah, the, the Washington footballs are my highest owned defense of the week at the min price of $2,000. They were initially going to be very chalky on this slate, but then Boston Scott opened up, and a lot of people are playing Deshaun Jackson as well. He's going to be one of the highest owned wide receivers that eventually like there, there becomes the mental mindset of, well, if I'm playing Boston Scott, I can't play the defense that he's going against. So they've dipped from like 13% all the way down to like, Seven. They might even come in lower than that. They allow you to, if you want Christian McCaffrey, you want Dalvin Cook, you want Devontae Adams, you want Michael Thomas or George Kittle, this is who you're going to have to put into your lineup to do that. The other two that I'm, I, my payup options, actually the Niners. I think that the Cardinals can still score a bunch of points and give up a bunch of fantasy points to the opposing defense. That's just the way that Kyler Murray plays when he starts running around in the backfield, just taking a bunch of sacks. That's fine by me, uh, but I think there's going to be significant pressure there. But the two that I like right in the middle, I really like the Vikings defense at $2,500, and I really like the Saints defense at $2,400. I think it's a great call on the Saints defense. The only downside with the Vikings defense is the fact that Aaron Rodgers just doesn't make any mistakes. Uh, I think he's got, what, six combined interceptions the last two years. I actually took the under seven and a half interceptions on the player prop uh, before the season began that was available on DraftKings. Uh, I mean, he's just so judicious, so wise with the football in his hands. I I think this uh, New Orleans-Tampa game is going to go well under the total, uh, which is, what is it, like 47 and a half, 48, something like that right now? I, I think Tom Brady could come out and not be the, the Tom Brady that we see to bombard defenses. I love the under on Tom Brady pass yards, which I believe is in the 270s, like 276 and a half. Uh, right now, a DK. I think it's going to be anywhere close to that, especially with a banged up Mike Evans. There is currently 18 spots remaining in the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League on DraftKings. $15 to play. No rake. Flat payouts. It is the best tournament on DraftKings. Hit the description of this video if you would like to play with the, one of those 17 spots left now. Uh, so they're running very, very quickly out of time to get into that tournament. Uh, there's also a golf one up, too, if you check out the golf show. Once football is over and you're like, cash out for the week. U.S. Open, major time. We already have two shows out about that and more coming up this week. Also, if you do have any start-sit questions, you can find my rankings in the description of this video right now uh, if you just need a quick answer on anything. Tight ends. I kind of mentioned that uh, when I was going through my player pool, I actually found room to play George Kittle. Uh, just there's no other mm. options in San Francisco. I didn't initially think that was going to be the case this week. I was just going to use a bunch of Jack Doyle and be on my way. But I've actually factored it into across 20 lineups playing four tight ends. Kittle and Doyle are going to be my most owned. But I also sprinkled in Ian Thomas as a part of my Teddy Bridgewater, DJ Moore, McCaffrey, Henry Ruggs bring back type stacks for that game stack. But I also played a little bit of Dallas Goddard as well. I already told you I like yeah. the 34 and a half over receiving yards for Dallas Goddard, but he's just kind of lost in the shuffle on this team. And when it comes to scoring touchdowns, when they're playing 12 and they're both on the field, I, it's like a coin flip. Who's going to get it, Ertz or Goddard? And one of them's 4,100 bucks and not popular this week. Yeah, that's a little bit of a puzzler to me as well. I love Dallas Goddard. I think he's going to find the end zone. Um, I really do. I think it's going to be like 50 yards and a touchdown. So hopefully you're going to cash the over on that receiving yards prop. And I think he's going to cash uh, the six as well on the touchdown prop. If you want to go crazy deep and ultra cheap, CJ Uzoma, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the Chargers. Look, the Chargers got uh, some terrific, uh, terrific DBs there. You know, you obviously have Chris Harris going to be man in slot to try to body up with uh, Tyler Boyd and then Hayward working outside against a right now healthy A.J. Green. I think it's going to really open some things up uh, for Uzoma underneath. And, you know, he drew some rave reviews, building up a nice little chemistry with Joe Burrow, who I think is going to be as delivered, as advertised, a guy that was pinpoint efficient and accurate for the LSU Tigers. He didn't play for, like, Savannah State uh, or Delta state or the sisters of the motherless poor. He won a national title with LSU last year. If you watch that game against Clemson, I mean, he was threading all kinds of needles. So I think he's going to step on the field. I think Uzoma could be one of those sneaky guys, maybe get you 40, 45 yards and a touchdown. If you want to go, you know, bargain basement buy at the tight end position in your DFS lineup here in week one, Paul Shaughnessy is switching this show. And Paul, you know, 
that there's, there's one thing I enjoy to do in the live chat. It's ban people for life. This guy, Kevin Kendrick, I was going to get to questions here in a moment, but he says, can you answer my question? Bye, I'm leaving. Guess what? You can't come back because you're fucking banned for life. Get the fuck <laughs> out of my chat. What a coward. Get out of here. Pass. All right. Christian Kirk or John Brown? I will go with Christian Kirk. Ugh. Christian Kirk or John Brown? No, John Brown for me. Why do people John like John Brown, Brown this week? John Brown, just they re- you realize that the Bills do nothing but run and they traded for Stephen Diggs. Yeah, I get that. And I like Diggs too. I mean, his player prop was only 51 and a half yards. I think he's going to hit the over because he's going to get force fed. But you look at this Jet secondary, they suck. They're going to be one of the league's worst. He traded away the best cover safety in the league in Adams to the Seattle Seahawks. And the cupboard was already bare along the bookends there at corner. So for me, it's John Brown. All right. Mon- Montgomery, your boy, or James White, your boy? Uh, it, it, really? James White suddenly my boy? But no, you, you it's love mandatory. It. If, there's, if, there's okay. one, if there's one Patriot you have to play, it's James White. Look, I well, that's true, and I'm promiscuous, as you know, when it comes to my fantasy man crushes, but it's mandatory Montgomery. He's going to obliterate, annihilate in terms of overall volume and workload compared to James White. Yeah, you're basically a fantasy polygamist. You need to move one state over and join that guy, Cody, who's on Sister Wives in Vegas. Yeah, Southern Utah, man. Yeah, Southern Utah. Uh, would you go Anthony Miller, Landry, or Deontay Johnson? I would go with Tony Miller. Uh, Deontay Johnson for me. Yeah. Uh, it, that's the best matchup, I think, on the board. I, I love me some Anthony Miller. I'm in agreement with you, but, I mean, come on. It's the Giants. They were bad before DeAndre Baker started robbing people. I mean, it's <laughs> Deontay Johnson all day. I'm not worried about the foot. He practiced yesterday. I think it's, it's going to be 65, 75 yards in the score for him on Monday night. Uh, Cam Akers with Daryl Henderson expected to be active in this game, along with Malcolm Brown or Chris Thompson. I would still go Akers. Uh, I go Akers there. Now, do we know if it's uh, PPR or is it standard or half point? Do we have any kind of designation? Oh, please. You think people put that stuff in? Give your head a shake. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it does sway me if it's a full point PPR. I'd probably go Chris Thompson. But I think Cam Akers is going to get a little bit more run than people anticipate. Just like you said, because of Henderson and that bum hammy. And I think this Dallas front line down Gerald McCoy for the year. No bueno. Gronk or Hurst? Hurst. <sighs> Yeah, I go Hurst, though. I think Gronk is also going to spike six. I mean, it would just be so poetic and appropriate. It, it would be, but, but, but let's think about that from a PPR context. Let's say he does get six. What's that going to be like? Two catches for 14 yards and a touchdown? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, th- and that's going to be the story of Gronk for much of the season. Suppress yardage, suppress catches, but maybe six, seven touchdowns. Like, if you actually want, I'm going to go look this up right now. FTN bets dot com if you really want to play gronk don't use them in your season-long lineup don't use them in your DraftKings lineup go to ftnbets.com and go use the free tool underneath the prop shop look up rob gronkowski and if you actually think that he's going to have a good game that means he's going to catch two touchdowns so let's go find out what his to score two touchdowns prop is today let's see receiving yards longest reception score a touchdown on DraftKings sportsbook right now 10 to 1 to score two touchdowns oh two two 10 to 1 10 to 1. Uh, that's, uh, that's a possibility. I, w- I wish it was about 15 or 20 to 1. Well, maybe if you use but, the prop yeah. shop, maybe there are longer odds out there. Oh, I see what you did there. And I'm going to tell you right now, folks, a prop shop is the most badass tool you've ever seen if you're a sports wager because it's lightning fast. It curates from every legal sports book by state. So if you live in Jersey, it'll just curate for your state. I live here in Colorado, does the same thing. It's instantaneous. So whatever is out there, you can see where the values are. I'm, I'm telling you, next to fire, uh, the combustible engine, and the polio vaccine, it's one of the greatest human achievements of all time. I'm going to throw that into the chat right now. Uh, I'm going to throw the link to the prop shop up there, although I may have already closed it because I'm an idiot, and I did. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're <laughs> only at 272 likes right now. That is ridiculous. Um, Let's, we need to get over 300 if we want to keep taking questions here. And, and we're going to go, I'll yeah. go into like five minutes of overtime after Brad is off the line and take some more if we get to 400 or plus. So, you know what to do. Smash the like out there. Derek Carr or Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray. I think Derek Carr is going to have a nice game. He's kind of a sneaky, fun player to insert on the cheap at quarterback and uh, DFS. But, yeah, I'm with you. Kyler Murray. Chark or A.J. Brown? I'm going my man. Oh, the, come on. The Chark of darkness. Let's go. 
Yeah, look, I mean, you've been you've been espousing the greatness of DJ Chark, uh, I think, all week long. I think you're already – what are you locked in for, 525 yards and six touchdowns approximately? That's a DJ floor. Chark. That, that, that is the floor for DJ Chark. That's a floor. <laughs> yeah, easy, DJ Chark. Uh, weather update, There, it's going to be soggy in Buffalo. Or in, is it in Buffalo? Yeah, it's in Buffalo. Is it Buffalo? Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm very close to Buffalo, and it's pouring rain right now. It's going to stop – Pouring rain by the time kickoff happens. It's going to be a real soggy field at Orchard Park. Uh, also, it looks like there's a bit of rain, uh, lighter rain in Jacksonville for the Colts-Jacksonville game to kick off. That, too, is going to clear up. Would you play Regor or Edwards? I would try to find someone else. Go pick up Marvin Hall and play him instead. <laughs> well, I think Brian Edwards is intriguing. Uh, I would not trust Jalen Rieger because of the mispractice time, even though it's a great matchup against his Washington secondary, which should be bottom barrel this season. But so is Carolina's. And I'm, I'm, that's another one of my biggest curiosities. One of the week one storylines that I'm going to follow is just how much of a volume that Brian Edwards is going to see. But he was a very talented kid out of South Carolina, appreciable yards after the catch. He's a menace in the open field. Uh, I actually go Edwards, but, you know, I kind of do like your Marvin Hall call. Yeah, I would take Edwards over Regor. Just you can't play him right now. Uh, but I would go with Marvin Hall over both those guys. And he is available in 99% of leagues. So you can go pick him up. Uh, Odell or Hollywood Brown? I'd go Hollywood. Hollywood all day. All right. Boston Scott or Jonathan Taylor? Boston Scott. Yeah, Scott for me. Herndon or Doyle? I think that's Doyle. Like, they're the same guy, but Doyle's better. Uh, oh, I don't – well, I think Doyle's better based on the matchup today. I think Herndon's a more talented player. Um, God, I don't really like Jack Doyle at all. How, have some how, dare like how dare you? How dare you? I know – listen, man. I know that you're always swiping right on, on uh, Grinder. Uh, when he comes on to your on your screen, that's how much you love Doyle. Uh, but I'm actually going Chris Herndon. I mean, if it's a swipe right on Grinder, the come on the screen is already there, pal. Uh, we got <laughs> Montgomery or KJ. Who, who are we going with? Who is KJ in this circumstance? Can you just fucking spell people's names? It makes it so much easier as I'm trying to read this in real time. Sterling Shepard. KJ? Pre- KJ Hamler? I, I guess so. <laughs> Kajana Carter? Like, what are, what are we doing here? Uh, I'm going mandatory Montgomery. I don't know who the KJ is. Yeah, like, it's like when people put Johnson or Brown. Like, would you play Brown or Johnson? It's like, oh, thanks. Thanks for that one. Uh, uh, Wood Smith. <laughs> Sterling Shepard or Preston Williams? I like Sterling Shepard this week, especially with Tate Hurt. Uh, and I, I think Preston Williams is a jag, just a guy. I'm not really overly impressed with him. I, I didn't understand the whole buzz around him. Uh, you know, I, I watched him on tape and I compared the secondary analytics and he's just may. There's nothing special about him. I, I'm with you. I go the other direction. I sit down Preston Williams. PPR, White or Fournette? I would go with your boy, James White. Uh, in a PPR, yes, I go White. But I'm telling you, Fournette's probably going to have more carries and touches than people are anticipating. Ah, here's a situation that you didn't think you would get into. A.J. Brown or Marvin Jones? I would actually stick with A.J. Brown. No, Marvin Jones for me. Marv. Uh, well, look, here's the, here's the thing. Denver Denver is severely banged up. There's no doubt about it. You know, Vaughn Miller's out for the season. Bradley Chubb is not at 100%. So you're not going to have that prolific pass rush you normally would. Now, the back end is the strength. There's supposed to be the strength of this defense, depending upon which version of A.J. Boye shows up. If it's the one from a couple of seasons ago when he had like a 40s pass rating allowed, they're going to be locked down because Justin Simmons can flat out play. If it's the A.J. Brown of la- or A.J. Boye of last year who gave up a 100-plus passer rating, it's going to be a different story. I don't trust Brown. This is going to be so much Derrick Henry in this game. So I'm going the other way there. No way. Uh, I- I'm sitting down A.J. Brown. Carson or Chark? Come on, Chark uh is see again if we had a standard ppr i don't care play shark play play the good player they're both good yeah but one's excellent one is excellent what they're both fantastic what the hell are you talking about uh, i i tell you what because uh pat is gazing lovingly into my eyes right now and he's just so damn handsome and canadian and i want to be him uh, i'm gonna go dj shark eagles d or steelers d i would take the steelers defense yeah, definitely Steelers defense, knowing the downside for turnovers, the aptness for that from Daniel Jones. Uh, Todd Gurley or Boston Scott? Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. All right. Jeff or Allen? I think he means Goff, but I will take Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hostetler, maybe? 
Uh, I would go Josh Allen. Uh, Singletary or Moss? I actually prefer Singletary to Moss in this matchup. You had mentioned the yards per carries from the Jets, but they're most susceptible to runs off tackle, which if we look at Moss versus Singletary, uh, this is in the prop. You can go check out the prop column that you and I did together up on FTMBets.com. Code mail. But at the same time, Singletary is used off tackle, and that's where the Jets are the most susceptible on perimeter runs. So I like Singletary in this matchup more than Moss. Well, again, on the fade five, I have Devin Singletary at numero dos on the under 78 and a half total yards. I'm going Zach Moss. Uh, my biggest concern with Singletary is he puts it on the ground. He's going to get benched. Puts it on the ground. All right. I am going to stick around and do some Q&As with you here in about five minutes time. Uh, so keep loading in your questions. I'm going to get to them. But Brad, thank you for showing up. I, I was, you know, I was worried that you weren't going to show up, but here you are. You're going to be here on the Pat Mayo experience every Sunday. However, you're doing an AMA at noon Eastern time, correct? Yeah. Only for FTN fantasy subscribers. So if you haven't signed up uh, yet, use that promo code Mayo, M-A-Y-O or mine, E-V-A-N-S Evans to get your 10% off right now. And if you do, you get access to me. And me alone for one hour. Going to answer as many questions as humanly possible. Update you on the latest inactives and actives, whether whatever is going to be impacting your fantasy football lineups. Exclusive for FTN Fantasy subscribers. You don't want to miss it. I mean, where do you get accessibility like this? Seriously, where? Very few places. You going to get that at ESPN? No. You going to get it at CBS? No. You going to get it right here on FTN Fantasy. Yeah, so after the AMA, once football starts, if you're out of your, you haven't cashed your lineups already, you can go to OnlyFans.com slash Brad Evans. You can, like, look at his feet or something like that, too. Another way for accessibility with Brad Evans. But noon Eastern time, FTNFantasy.com. If you go to FTNDaily.com, use code Mayo. Get behind that wall. You get player projections, the optimizer, the cornerback and wide receiver matchups that Jeff Radcliffe has put in there, the pay stats, the lineup builder, ownership projections, the split tools. If you're serious about playing on DraftKings this year, I fucking say go do this. And if you screenshot me your subscription you will be in a draw to get it for free and i'll be announcing the winners on wednesday's show with jeff feinberg and tim andacast you can find the rankings in the description to this video they will be updated the moment i get off this chat but stick around on the video because i will be continuing to use your answers or answer your questions but for the audio listeners i'll see you next time This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.